0: Hello and welcome to episode one hundred and twenty-eight of Together PHA. Uh This is coming to you twenty-four hours uh, after the the European Super League special, um, and what has been uh, a pretty much constant roller coaster of a ride uh, from what Sunday night. So we're talking forty-eight hours because it's Tuesday night now, uh, almost pretty much bang on forty-eight hours. Uh, we have had an unbelievable roller coaster of emotions and rides. Uh, we have had anger, uh, you know, disgust and, and, and a lot of protests coming on and, and very, very lately we've had an awful lot of success stories and happiness, um, in the in the recent hours just just the last hour or two um chelsea have came out and said that they will be uh, dropping out withdrawing from the super league that's their plan manchester city have already officially made a club statement saying they will be exiting the super league uh, or at least this super league plan um there are rumors uh, that atletico and barcelona may well be leaving i believe that uh, a meeting has just finished with the european super league teams um and as of right now barca and atletico remain uh, but there are also um a lot of the i believe barcelona actually have uh, some kind of fan vote that has to take place them to even be allowed in um so that's something that could really throw a spanner in the works the protests outside of stanford bridge today were superb um, I tuned in at like one 20, my time, which is what six, six o'clock, six 20 UK time. Um, and I was also working at the same time and I had it on in the background and I was struggling to focus at all because I just couldn't stop watching it. Um, the Chelsea fans did themselves an incredible job, uh, of standing up and standing against this shit. Uh, the the rest of the team uh, whoever the rest of the fans were you know whether they were whether they were Chelsea, Brighton, Arsenal, Fulham whoever it was in between um, they all did an awesome job uh, in stepping up and saying absolutely no Um, there was you know plenty of fans outside of Elm Road yesterday that did a great job as well Um, and and clearly these things have been heard right because we've won uh, for now and the important point is to note that the for now Peace. These people will be back. Uh, these people are not going to go away. They are. They are scumbags. Um, they will not disappear. Uh, they will continue to uh, be a problem for us, all of us. Uh, they. They will continue uh, to to uh, just be an entire bothersome problem. These these billionaires are not going to forget this. They are going to continue to try and do this. Um, you know, this is going to be something that that they're going to continue to try and get away with. Um, and it's obviously something that we're going to have to try and stop uh, from the very root down, right? We're going to have to try and drag these people out of it uh, by hook or by crook. Um, these people should not be cheered. They should not be applauded. Manchester City pulling out should not be applauded. Um, the fans should be. The people who who contributed to, to the outcry should be. But these people who signed up for it in the first place should not be applauded. The FA, FIFA, UEFA, whoever they are, need to come in um, and you know hit these teams hard. Points, deductions, bans, whatever it is that needs to take place, uh, I think that's something that needs to be done. Um, we, we can't stop here. This is something that needs to continue to grow. Uh, I've seen a lot of people um, say that they are going to uh, pop out and, and, uh, and the government is going to bring together an idea um, to bring in a 50 plus one option. Um, I think that's a great idea. I think it's something that absolutely should go ahead. Uh, there's no way that it shouldn't do that. You know, I think that that's absolutely something that should be something considered. Boris and co have the power to make this happen. Uh, I think they absolutely should make it happen. In terms of the uh, the game itself tonight was obviously, you know, at one point it felt a bit like an afterthought, but it was not an afterthought. Uh, this was a big game tonight. It felt a little bit like a free hit, uh, simply because you know Chelsea are a team in great form. Uh, they're not a bad side at all, and and you know this is a team that you would expect to, with all due respect to 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 the Albion, obviously. Um, this is not a team that you would expect to, you know, struggle against an Albion side in the form that Chelsea have been in. Um, they have been in great form all the way through for quite a while now since Tuchel came in. Um, you know they've they've had a couple of disappointing results, but Bar in the West Bromwich Albion result, really. Um, they have not struggled uh, greatly since he came in. You know, they, they I think they've only had two losses uh, since the twenty fourth of January. Um and they were against West Bromwich Albion, of course, that five two embarrassment. Um and then it was Porto uh, just a couple of weeks ago, um against uh, Porto in the in the UA uh, the, the, the the Europe. Um they are in decent form. They're not a bad side. They were what fifth before today, uh, just a point behind West Ham. Um, and and you know, coming into it, I don't think anybody was was expecting anything massive out of this game. I think it was one of those games where you can probably get away with just being like, okay, like we're not favorites to win this, we're not favorites to get anything. Um, history has definitely not been kind to us. We had never taken anything less than a defeat away from Stamford bridge. Um, but we came away with a point today and and a massive point because these are the ones you don't expect to ever get. These are the ones, you know, these unexpected points are the ones that change the landscape for us, uh, when, when we move on through and, you know, at the end of the game there, uh, the, (laughs) one of, one of the users in the chat has just popped up saying Ben White took one for the team and, and you're spot on. Um, You know, it was really worrying at the end when we were nil-nil, and you know we were so close to taking this point away. uh, And Ben White got himself sent off. Uh, I I was just hoping it wasn't going to be for nothing. You know, I was hoping that we weren't going to go and then, you know, concede from that set piece or something outrageous. Because I feel like that was that really has been the undertone of our entire season to to do something like that, do the right thing, and then get ourselves in trouble for it. Um, The starting lineup. Uh, we we made a couple of changes. The starting lineup was one that caused uh, a little bit of upset uh, amongst the fan base, at least what I could see on Twitter and social media. Uh, Lalana dropped out. Moda dropped out. Mopai dropped out. Uh, and Dan Byrne came into the side. Uh, Adam Webster was back in, which is a huge boost for us, uh, back into the side. And Alexis McAllister came into the side as well. Um, I, understand the, I understand the ire and the upset. Um, and I said, I said, on Twitter or what I'm going to say here. um, I think the decision was made with Sheffield United in mind. We have a game in four days that is vital to our Premier League survival. Um, It's a game that we, you know, I won't say it's must win because, again, I feel like we're going a little bit overboard to say it's a must win. Um, But I think that we are pretty close. Um, You know, I think that, oops, wrong button. It was a stupid comment in the chat. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, I can't remember what I was saying now. What was I saying? Doesn't matter. The lineup was good. Uh, Sheffield United are a team that we need to look at beating, especially with our away record. Um, and, and, you know, I think that we need to we need to adapt to that. I understand that we have not played a huge amount of games in recent weeks. Um, but I still think it is a, a, a game that you know you need to prepare for. And four games between Stamford Bridge and here and Sheffield United uh, is not a huge amount of time. Um, I'm sure that Graham anticipated having to work very hard uh, in in this game at Stamford Bridge, and the team did. Um, so he made the changes with that in mind. Uh, you know, he obviously anticipates Mopai, uh, Moda, uh, and, 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 you know, Adam Lallana especially, who is so vital to us, uh, especially since he came back. It's so, ele- like, just so obvious how important it was uh, for him to come back. You know, I think he did the right thing resting them, um, and, and we ended up taking a point for our troubles anyway. Chelsea's formation was a surprise to me. Uh, they didn't have an outright striker. Um, They played, you know, that kind of Spanish 2010 formation. Uh, Kai Havertz is not an out-and-out striker. Um, I'm not sure if he ever has been. Uh, I would have to go into his kind of profile history to see if he has. But to me, I I don't consider Kai Havertz an out-and-out striker. I find him to be, you know, a shadow striker or someone in between. Um, And and I was surprised to to see him played as an out-and-out lone forward. Uh, I don't know if he's been doing that a lot for Chelsea, I have to admit. I have not watched a lot of Chelsea, um, so I, I wouldn't know. Uh, but it was just a surprise to me to see him lead the line out there. Um, and, you know, against a, a back three of the Albion uh, with Dunk and Webster in there and Dan Byrne and, and Veltman and, and White, you know, all big, strong players, um, I was surprised to see them put such a lightweight front three out there in the hopes that it would work out. Uh, They they didn't even particularly have a midfield enforcer. Mason Mount was behind them uh, and Jorginho was, you know, further back with trying to play that role. But none of them really caused us a problem Um, in terms of, you know, I was surprised at how poor Chelsea were today or not even poor, just dull to watch um, for a team that had been getting such good results. Like I said, I've not watched a huge amount of them, uh, but I was just surprised at how poor it was. Uh, you know, they, they dominated the ball, 64% possession by the end of the day. Um, they had all the ball uh, and, and significantly less shots than us. Um, they had seven shots, four of them on target, but none of them in any real danger. Uh, you know, they, they didn't come away with a huge XG stat or anything like that. Uh, you know, this was a team that created a couple of chances and, and some of them were our own doing, which was even more annoying. Um, but, you know, they, they created seven shots, four on target and came away with a 0.81 XG. Uh, this wasn't a team that scared us today. Um, And and the Albion, likewise, you know, we had 11 shots uh, and and only two on target. Uh, In recent weeks, that's unusual, especially since 2021, really. The Albion have been a lot better at at getting shots on target. Uh, Today wasn't the case, although we did hit the woodwork with one of them. um, And we came away with a 0.46 XG, uh, which, again, unusual in Albion terms. Uh, We are are the kings of XG. So I was surprised to see us uh, end up so lowly. Um, you know, we were, I thought we pretty much gave them everything we wanted to, um, you know, that that we held them comfortably. That first half was miserable. Um, I, I tweeted it at the time, too. I thought it was incredibly dull. But if it ended this way, I would take a point. I'd bite your hand off for a point, I think I said, and I stick to it. Um, I, I will bite your hand off for a point. Um, it's so vital for us. Uh, you know, their pass success rate was great. You know, Chelsea were were great at doing everything they are asked to do. They were threading the ball around. Uh, they were doing a good job at, you know, what they were asked to do. Um, you know, they were whipping the ball around. Loads of passes around the back. Rudiger, Zuma, Christensen, Jorginho, Reus James are all threading together pass after pass after pass. Uh, Zuma had 125 passes, you know. Like and, and 116 of them were on target. That, that I mean, that's insane. But all of them were probably in between his back three, and, and I was surprised to see that from a team like Chelsea that are doing so well lately with with a front three of Havertz, Ziyech, and, and Pulisic. I was surprised. I feel like they're, you know, that's a, that's a front three that lends itself to expansive attacking football, forward thinking, progressive football. Uh, Alonso and and James on the on the wide out, you know, wing back roles is is a role that to me seems like they should be kicking it, um, and and they weren't. They were, you know, I think we game planned them great. Uh, they, we didn't give them a single set piece um, in terms of corners. They came away with nothing today. Um, we we pressed them well, you know, we dispossessed them at, at good times. You know, it, it says a lot that the dispossession stats on scored.com uh, says that they were dispossessed 14 times. Mason Mount, Hudson Adoy, Zayek, and Pulisic are the, th- that were the four highest players to be dispossessed. Uh, the, you know, the back three held them just beautifully in their pockets, every single one of them. Ben White was stuck to Pulisic like white on rice. Um, you know, I think they all got given an assignment today and I think they did a superb job. Um, There wasn't, it was a little bit like last week, uh, you know, when we came away from um, the previous game against Everton. uh, I said on that podcast, I can't remember a time where I felt like we weren't going to concede, where I felt like unworried. Um, I feel like I haven't felt that feeling in years for the Albion, um, where I just feel like it's fine. The Albion aren't going to concede here. I don't feel any danger. Um, But this game today felt the same way. I I didn't feel like we were going to concede to this team. It just, we feel so comfortable and look so comfortable going forward, uh, defending, you know, we look very, very well drilled. Um, And I think that that showed today. I think we look great. Um, And we, we, we basically nullified whatever their game plan was. And I'm not entirely sure what that game plan was, but it didn't work. In terms of the, the players themselves uh, on an individual level, um, you know, I thought most of them played very well. Uh, they were asked to do jobs, clearly, and they did them very, very well indeed. Uh, bisuma really kind of took the, uh, the game on his back at multiple points at four shots, which was twice as many as anybody else. Unfortunately, none of them on target. Uh, he did have one key pass to his name, which was... You know, about half the team I think had one, but still uh, did a good job there. Um, in terms of you know creating opportunities, he had a successful dribble. Uh, only McAllister had more. Um, you know, he won he won a couple of fouls out there. Uh, you know, he he did a good job uh, offensively of causing problems for the opposition. Um, and then defensively, uh, he he obviously contributed beautifully as well. Three total tackles. Only Veltman had more. Two interceptions. Only Trossard and Webster had more. Uh, you know, he he worked hard. Again, another big piece of his game. One foul all day for, for, for Um, Again, uh, I'll say it again. I said it last week, and I think I've said it a few times. These people that have concerns about Besuma's discipline, um, I do not understand where that has came from. Um, I'm getting it through here three minutes ago, but... Uh, From Simon Stone, uh, a decent journalist, football reporter for BBC Sport. Um, They are considering, uh, understand the remaining four English clubs will formally withdraw from the Super League this evening. That is huge news. Huge, huge news, uh, if true. Um, We will continue to watch throughout the evening this unfold. Um, You know, uh, just mental 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 couple of days um i yeah sorry to interrupt my my monologue about bizuma but it's just unbelievable um i just i mean this is unprecedented ain't it i know you see like in all these adverts and stuff especially in the us it's so cringy it's like in these unprecedented times and all they're trying to do is like sell toilet roll and stuff like in these unprecedented times you should buy our pork chops like that's but this truly is unprecedented times <laughs> from a football perspective this truly is unprecedented we've never seen anything like this and 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 I hope to god we never see anything like it again that you know a user in the chat the one the one hjw uh, has said that we can't let them go unpunished um, and and I, I can't agree with you more. This is this is something we should not forgive and forget. No quarter given. Uh, they're on the run now, and this is where you start absolutely hammering people. Um, I saw an amazing tweet earlier uh <laughs> saying fair play to florentino perez who is the Ma- is the real madrid chair like president uh he said modern attention spans were getting shorter looked at the 123 year old football league realized that wouldn't do and devised a competition that was done and dusted 48 hours after it began love it truly a forward thinker of the times florentino you senile old bastard um i'm so i'm just so it, I'm drunk on happiness that we're getting this thing kicked out so quickly. Um truly the rise and football, the rise and fall of football in two days, uh, in the chat is spot on. Um yeah, I'm just so happy that this has been kicked to work, kicked, you know, kicked into touch. Um Besuma today though, I thought was superb. You know, I I feel like it's important to note and and anybody listening to this, you know, either live on the on the on the Twitch stream or you know, and in a podcast format just, and I've seen it said a couple of times on social media by different people. I think that, you know, Ryan had set with talk Seagulls and uh, maybe Seagulls unrestricted, at least a couple of other podcasts and stuff have all said the same thing. Just soak it in. You know, we've got six games to go, I think now um, before the end of the year, uh, maybe how many games have we got left until the end of the season now. Yeah. Um, I think that was game thirty-two, right? So I think we're nearly done. Um, I think that's six more games to go. Just, just watch Bazuma and enjoy him, because I think we all know, you know, regardless of whether we want it or not, these are probably the last six games we're gonna see Bazuma in a, you know, an Albion shirt. And he hasn't. <clears throat> I know people said he that they thought he'd really dropped off uh, about a month ago. I think it was just fatigue. He'd been playing a lot of football. You know, he is he is just so good at everything he's asked to do. Um, you know, I read all those stats out earlier. He he just doesn't falter. Um, I thought he was superb again today. Just brilliant. Um, Dan Byrne, uh, a lot of people were not so happy uh, about Dan Byrne coming into the side. Uh, he did okay today. I thought he did a good job. Um, he somehow shut Rhys James down. Uh, not sure how it happened. Um, doesn't feel like that works in a sentence that Dan Byrne shut down Rhys James, but he did. Um one successful dribble, uh, which is also a wonderful statistic. Uh, one key pass leading to a shot. Of course, uh, he he led the way um, in a couple of you know defensive objects like clearances. Uh, he had four clearances, which was way more than anybody else. Only Basuma had a successful clearance after him. Um, he he had a successful interception. Two total tackles. Uh, he wasn't shy um, about whipping that ball down the line. Um, wasn't particularly accurate with it, but he at least gave it a good, good go. Um, I thought Dan bird was, was okay today. Would I like to see him in the starting 11 all the time? That position hasn't changed. I would rather not, but I thought he was okay today. I thought he did pretty well. Um, in terms of that back three, you know, Webster coming back in, um, I, I was surprised at just how rusty Adam Webster looked. Um, You know, statistic wise, he came out looking okay. Two tackle tackles, three interceptions, only the one foul. Um, But boy, oh boy, did he scare us a few times defensively today. Um, He looked very rusty uh, when it came to distributing the ball and just being a bit more sensible with it. Um, and Ben White you know Ben White I thought played pretty well all the way up until the end he won man of the match uh, one tackle one interception uh, you know one block shot he didn't do a huge amount of uh, you know on the stat sheet but basic eye test right which is something we all rely on here at Together BHA uh, the stats aren't everything they're important but you also you know you watch the game and you and you come to your own conclusions uh, and you just hope the stats back you up <laughs> um, but you know, Ben White today, I thought, played very well, barring his distribution again. Um, you know, Adam Webster, I can understand, being rusty. Ben White, I can't. Um, he did such a good job today of keeping, you know, Havertz and, and Zaek and, and all of these top players and Pulisic especially. He did a superb job of keeping them in their place. You know, he's got his pockets are busting. They're full. Of, of Chelsea offensive players. You know, Chelsea's attackers are stuck in his pockets. They're in a maze, Ben White's maze. And, you know, even the yellow, even the yellow card was a good one. Even the second yellow card was a good one because that was a dangerous break. He, he made the exact right foul. Um, I was very happy to see it. I'm not happy to see him gone for Sheffield United, uh, but I'm also not overly worried with, with, you know, the options we have at that back line. Um, especially with Webster back. It's he's such an important addition. Now, if Webster wasn't back and I honestly think if Webster wasn't back, I'm not sure white makes that tackle. I'm not sure if he does something else and, and shit hits the fan and we can there because he knows that there's no one after him in terms of the pecking order that we can trust that uh, we have that with Webster back. So I'm very happy about that. Donkey was, was done. You know, he, he did fine two interceptions nothing else on the on the stat sheet to talk about really he just did a fine job he he was the one that didn't scare me too much uh distribution wise he he did a great job as per usual uh, of getting those passes out and about distributed around 89 percent pass accuracy percentage which is a great deal more impressive than adam webster's 69 percent uh, and Ben White's 77%. Uh, and, and it's also worth noting he made a lot more passes than Ben White. So, you know, I thought Dunkey did well today. Uh, not a great deal of things to run a kind of really rag on him. Uh, Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez did good as well. Uh, I don't think he had a lot too deep. Um, he was just, you know, it, he had a couple of shots on target and he saved them well. Uh, but most of them were kind of straight at him. Um, So he did a good job being asked to do what he did, um, but there wasn't anything major there that I thought, oh, you know. I mean, he didn't even have a corner to save because, you know, or to come to collect and do something good like that because there was no corners given. Um, So good shit. Uh, In terms of the kind of the front line, Danny Welbeck was basically asked to do a a thankless task of chasing the ball down uh, offensively and did it okay. Two shots, not on target, did hit the woodwork though with a great great shot um that just you know just didn't didn't hit the target unfortunately uh nothing particularly bad about it just didn't quite make it trossard uh, i thought was quiet today actually went off on the hour mark for adam lallana uh, Lalana i thought was very good two shots one on target one key pass uh didn't really do a great deal wrong in terms of that maneuver uh one successful tackle that almost led to a goal um he did a lot of hard pressing for that last 30 minutes Trustard for the first 60 uh, likewise did a lot of good pressing um but he really didn't do a great deal in terms of you know creating chances or anything like that uh, I thought he was quiet today and and it's pretty clear he was taken off to be ready for Sheffield United at the weekend and I don't I don't, I don't mind that whatsoever uh, Mopai when he came on uh, showed why we need Mopai in the side uh, a lot of the time um again he didn't do a great deal in terms of you know creating a huge chance or scoring a huge chance but his build-up play uh, and the way he links the midfield to the attack is so important you know I, I said this before and I'll say it again if we do sign a striker um I don't think it should be a Mopai replacement I think it should be a Mopai companion um I you know I I'm all on the Paul Onuachu train or Onuachu or Onuachu or however you say it. Uh, I would love us, love it, if we signed him. Um, And him playing alongside Mopai would probably get Mopai 15 goals this season. And that's not even including what Paul's going to score. I think that's what he needs to be successful. Um, and, And, you know, we're one striker away from being there. McAllister was okay. Uh, I thought he did a good job. Pascal Gross, the same. Uh, not a huge amount, really, to talk about with any of these players because they just kind of did their job as they were asked. Uh, Pascal Gross, three total tackles, one interception. Uh, was well and truly up there uh, with some of those players as well. Trossard, three tackles, three interceptions. Like I said, he pressed great from the front, but didn't really create much. Um, and, and you know, Moda and, and Lalana when they came on, like I said, I thought they did great. Overall, the performance was wonderful in terms of being a regimented hard to break down team that stood their ground uh, we did a superb job we were not intimidated by stanford bridge we were not intimidated by chelsea whatsoever um, and we 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 treated them that way i thought it was great the the point is massive Um, You know, Fulham this weekend had a huge result against Arsenal. They were so close to having an even bigger one. Uh, And, you know, we are now getting very close to a point where we are just days away from being safe, I feel like. Um, If we can win this weekend against Sheffield United, which is, of course, a huge fixture for us, uh, that would put us on 37 points. Fulham, uh, they have Chelsea. Burnley, Southampton, Manchester United, and Newcastle to go. Even if they win three of their last five, that's nine points, uh, and that would put them on 36. That means that they would still be one point behind us. Uh, If we were to beat Sheffield United this weekend, it would mean that from their last five games, Fulham need to win three and draw one just to get on level terms with us. Uh, The reality is they're going to need to win four out of five games. And that isn't going to happen. So this game of the weekend is huge. Um you know, uh, Sheffield United are gone, they were relegated. Uh they they have done nothing but lose <laughs> lately. Uh you know, they they beat Aston Villa uh, on the 3rd of March and have since lost every single game since. They lost to Southampton, they lost to Leicester, Chelsea, Leeds, Arsenal, Wolves. Um this is not a team that are in great form, right? That they, they haven't been all season. They have 14 points. Um, they're they're shocking. They we should never have allowed them to keep a, to win a point against us in the first place. Uh, our place, but now's the chance, right? Of of coming together and getting something decent um, away from home. We have a good home record away. We have a good away record. Um, Sheffield United, you know. It doesn't particularly matter whether they're good or bad away from home uh, or at home, rather, if I can get my bloody words out. Uh, but at home, they are a lot more impressive than they are away. Uh, 10 of their 14 points have come from home. Uh, home games have played 16, won 3, won one, drawn 1 and lost 12 uh, with 10 goals scored and 25 goals scored against them. Uh, the Albion, of course, are decent away from home. We are 12th in the away table. Five games uh, won, five games drawn, six games lost, uh, and, and plenty of goals scored for and against 17 and 19, respectively. Uh, you know, this is a game that I would consider our biggest game of the season. I, I wouldn't go as far as to consider it must win after the point today. Um, you know, I think that Fulham have a huge task on their hand. It, even if we were to... to to draw this game against Sheffield United. That puts us on 35 points. Would I be happy with a draw away at Sheffield United? No, I wouldn't. They're there for the take-in. We should win it. But would I be gutted or worried Follum are going to catch us at this point? No. I. You know, it would have been a very different conversation if they had gone ahead and got that result against Arsenal. Um, but but not now. You know, if they're going to be five point, if that was to happen and we were to draw against Sheffield United and they were to win this weekend... Um, who is against Chelsea? By the way, uh, they travelled to Stamford Bridge this week. You know, I, they would still be five points behind us with four games to go. Um, I'm not overly concerned with the with the fixture list they've got. It's brutal. It's just as bad as ours. Um, in terms of the lineup, I expect that we'll see Mopai back in the side. Moda will probably be back in the side, and I would be very, very, very surprised if Lallana was not. Um, and, you know, with this Super League defeated uh, and, and things are able to start moving on, um, you know, it's been an absolutely insane 48 hours. Uh, to finish the pod, there was a question uh, that, you know, just wondering who will be the Basuma replacement? Because personally, Caicedo or Saicedo or however you pronounce his name, ain't ready in my opinion. Well, good question. Uh, I I've watched a bit of, of Moises or Moses or however you pronounce his name as well um, for the under 23s. And I would, he looks a class above the under 23s, but you're right. You know, he's not quite Premier League quality yet. Um, can he be over the summer and, and with preseason? Yeah, I think he possibly could be. Um, will he be able to lace Basuma's boots? Probably not. However, I, um, there is a lot of time um in the summer for us to get that job done would would the team decide motor is that man to take that place instead um possibly you know he's a very combative decent central midfielder um or do they look to you know possibly offload a couple of central midfielders and and bring in somebody else do they look to get rid of david proper do they look to get rid of uh, you know, Jason Malumby, um and bring in players like that, uh, that, that can replace those players as that central, you know, holding midfielder. It's tough, ain't it? Because we have so much desperate need somewhere else, which is blatantly the striker option. I think we also desperately need a left wing back. Um, and I would go as far as to say we need a real right-wing back too uh, because we can't rely on on Lampty Stan fit, clearly. Um, I would say both fullback positions and a striker are the three positions we need to be looking at this summer, uh, dependent on outgoings, um, which is obviously a huge caveat, right? Uh, uh, you know, uh, somebody in the chat, again, the 1HJW said, for me, if Fulham go down, I would go for Angisa. Uh I get it. I'm not sure. I'm convinced by him. Um, I didn't like. I don't like the. I, I didn't like the move for Welbeck. I didn't like the move of going for these relegated teams castoffs, um, and and Gieser is a massive step up on Welbeck in my opinion in terms of quality. Um, and, and again, I'm, I i do not have anything against Welbeck. He's just not the answer for me. I know he's had a good couple of games. He still ain't the answer for me all long-term. I've, I've no problem with extending him another year and allowing him to kind of play that backup backup striker role. to so whoever we bring in, um, but he ain't the answer and, you know, he hasn't been the answer for anybody he's played for. So for us to think he might be, is it's naive in the extreme. Um, and Gieser is an option. Uh, You know, I'd love to see what the free agent list looks like in the Premier League in general um, with central midfielders. That's something I will do when we're mathematically safe. Uh, There will, of course, be a full podcast on kind of transfer options in the summer where I spread Paul Anuachu uh, propaganda for at least five minutes of that episode. Um, But that pretty much covers it. Uh, You know, hopefully uh, we don't have to... um, Hopefully we don't have to reconvene here on this podcast until Sunday uh, where we can talk about Sheffield United and hopefully a win. Hopefully I'm not back in the next 24, 48 hours with whatever companion chooses to join me uh, where we get absolutely just fuming um, about the European Super League. Uh, that's something we do not need to see ever again. Um It turns out, just as I go off of the air, Liverpool Football Club can confirm that our involvement in the proposed plans to form a European New Super League has been discontinued. Uh, And I'm hearing now, just on Twitter, that I'm reading, I say I'm hearing, I'm reading it, uh, all six Premier League teams are falling out of love with the idea of a European Super League. Good. Great. Love it. Now push them. Now punish them. Now make them regret that they ever did this. Make them regret that they pressed this big red button. Go in hard and make them shit their pants. And that's all i got. Have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your week. Uh, and we will be speaking again on Sunday uh, post Sheffield United and hopefully with three points in the bag, 37 points on the on the table, and safety. Thank you so much for tuning in. Episode will be out tomorrow. Have a good one and be safe.